0: I'd like to introduce you to a, a difference maker, a man who puts his, his life on the line where his faith is and, uh, and I'd like to introduce you to a good friend of mine. His wife is Kimberly, his daughter Andrea is in Macon, Georgia as an optometrist. His son Christopher plays basketball. He's 15 years old for, at Kempsville High School. His daughter Journey is 11 years old, and you will soon see her in a major motion picture or you know in some TV show. She's the, the future actress, poet, and creative soul of the family. Uh, he's been at the JCOC for four years, bringing his, his leadership and his vision. Would you please welcome Todd Walker.
1: good morning how's everybody doing this morning god is good right definitely good that video was extremely powerful and it's interesting because one of the comments that i generally hear when i go out and speak is how do you do what you do or i couldn't do what you do well um I just couldn't, it it seems like what you do is extremely hard. And I kind of chuckled to myself because I know what God has brought me through to do what I do. And I want to share that story with you today. Um, Probably when I was eight or nine years old, me and my mother were sitting in the kitchen and having a conversation. And she said two things to me that I look back on them. They were seeds that she planted in my heart and in my mind. And that I cultivated over the years and thought about. But she said, Todd, I want you to know two things. One is, regardless if you're going through a a good situation or a bad situation, you should always pray. You should always pray for guidance and thankfulness if you're going through something good or guidance when you're going through a negative situation. And the second thing she told me was, Todd, God has given everyone gifts, plural.'" And it's up to you to discover what those gifts are. And you find out what your gifts are through the passion you have towards that gift. And she said, your gifts will not only benefit yourself, but will benefit others who are around you. And so I always thought about that. You know, little kids, we love gifts. And so, and so the gifts part really stood out to me. And as I move through life, I try to figure out, what is my gift? What is my gift? Well, I discovered early on that I had an extreme passion for sports. I love sports. Most sports, I loved them, um, particularly football and basketball. i really, really just grown to love it and play it. And everything about it, the camaraderie, the competition, uh, I enjoy winning, I enjoy being good, you know, those type of things really grew on me. And as I moved through life, that passion continued to grow. And so what I discovered was, I began to garner a lot of attention as I moved up the scale. So as I got to elementary and went into middle school, and by the time I got to high school, um, I really was good, (laughs) y'all. I was was pretty good. (laughs) And I knew that that was my gift. Um, But that was one of the mistakes I made as well, looking back on it, is the S. Dropped off of gifts to gift, singular. And that became my sole focus is I know God put me here to to play ball and I'm going to get a scholarship and I'm going to go on to do big things and play professionally. And I had a lot of people around me that were telling me that. The attention that I got was amazing, you know, and I enjoyed the attention. But there were also some things happening in my life from people around me that they were sharing with me that caused me to ask why or how come. And I'll get to that a little bit later, but I had that question often. And so I also developed what I I like to call the Superman syndrome. Now what the Superman syndrome is, is when I got to high school, I really could summon the strength to make the tackle when I needed to, right? I really summoned the strength to make the catch or make the basket when I needed to. and like i said that was a gift and a curse because i would apply that to my life as well so when something needed to be fixed in my life i thought i can make it happen you know but i took god out of the equation when i did that and so you know things continued to work well for me everything going as planned um colleges began to call and i had all kind of colleges come in. i had a newspaper article that said the only issue Todd Walker will have in achieving his dream of earning a scholarship to play sports in colleges, which sport will he play? I had basketball schools coming in, I had football schools, and I decided to attend Indiana University, so to play football. Now, I can see some of my avid sports fans in the crowd are thinking, Indiana, that's a basketball school, but I was there during the winningest era of Indiana football history, Uh, We played in four bowl games. I got to do some of the most amazing things, you know, getting to play against uh, Auburn University, and South Carolina, and Tennessee, and Baylor. And and then in my conference, you know, every year getting to play against Ohio State and Michigan. And, you know, I I played tight end. A lot of times people ask me, well, how many touchdowns did you score, Todd? And I say, I only scored one. And they said, what? I thought you were good. And I like to tell them, I said, well, back then, we were a running school, uh, but I only scored one. But guess who that one was against? Notre Notre Dame University. So if I'm going to score one, it was against one of the biggest schools in the country. And the success there was awesome. Like I said, had a wonderful time at Indiana. Everything is going as planned, y'all. Hey, my gift is taking me to places I never would have saw coming from a small city in Springfield, Ohio. Never thought I would see the things that I was seeing at Indiana. And the NFL came calling. I went to the NFL Combine. Uh, I remember a guy coming in the room, had a group of us there, top college football players in the country, and he said, somebody saw you do something on a Saturday afternoon to make them think that you could play on Sundays. And I, just was, I was just blown away by that. I said, you, you, you're right. I did plenty of things on Saturdays to make you think I could play on Sundays. And so, hey y'all, everything is going as planned, working out. So NFL draft came and went. I was heartbroken after the draft. I had agents from all over the country f- uh, flying in to sign me up to be a part of the agency. I decided to sign with an agent out of Fort Myers, Florida. Draft came and went. didn't get drafted, but I had several teams that called me after the draft that wanted to sign me as a free agent. So I still had an opportunity to live my dream. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Detroit Lions, and the Denver Broncos. Um, I decided to go with this year's uh, Super Bowl champ, the Denver Broncos. Signed on the dotted line. Next thing you know, I'm on a flight to Denver. Hey, everything is going as planned. The gift. My gift is taking me places. I'm like, yes, get to Denver, meet John Elway. I'm in, the, in practice catching passes from John Elway. I was blown away. I'm thinking just my senior year of high school, I was watching him play against the Washington Redskins in the Super Bowl in 1987. Now I'm, my locker's right down from his. Now I'm catching passes from him and living the life of a professional athlete. And you couldn't tell me anything at that point. I just knew. My destiny was set to entertain people. And I thought back to that conversation that my mother and I had, and I said, well, this is it. You know, my gift was to entertain people on Sundays. And then it happened. Um, I had an injury. Uh, Those injuries led to me being released from the Denver Broncos. And so I went from being a mile high as the stadium, and as they say out there in Denver, to disappointment, being on a plane, going back home, And my dream ended. And when I got back home, I discovered there were more people disappointed that I didn't make it than I was. And so I kind of went into a depression and kind of struggled. And I would hear voices from people, what happened? You should have made it. You were supposed to make it. You know, you need to go back. You need to try. But one mistake I made through that whole process is I didn't ask God what he wanted. You know, I focused on what everybody else was saying. And then guess what kicked in, y'all? The Superman syndrome. I said, you know what? I'm going to summon the strength, and I'm going to fix this thing. I'm going to get it right. And so I went to an agent that I didn't sign with coming out of college. And uh, I believe at this time, during that period, I was really, you you, you see in Genesis, uh, in in the book of Genesis, chapter 32, where it talks about God wrestling with Jacob. And I believe at that moment, I was wrestling with God because he was trying to tell me, Todd, you have more than one gift. Now you have a passion for something else that you haven't looked at or discovered yet because you've been focused on the wrong thing. And so I continued to wrestle, and then that wrestling came to an end when I went and met with an agent. And guess what he told me? He said, Todd, in order for me to commit to you, I need you to give 150% of your time to football. You need to quit your job. Now, my my daughter, who's an optometrist, was five years old at the time. He said, I need you to quit your job, and I need you to focus on football. And there still was no guarantees that I would get another shot. And so at that time, I kind of felt defeated a little bit, and I said, what do I do next? And I went home, and I thought about the other thing my mother told me, whether you're going through a negative situation or a positive situation, you should always pray. And I got down on my knees, and I prayed. And the Lord answered me so clearly. He said, Todd, all the people that have been in your life that have made sacrifices for you to get to where you are, all the hands that have been on you to help guide you, to get you to the place that you are now, to achieve all the things that that you've achieved over the years, I need you to go back and do that for somebody else. And at that moment, I knew I was meant to be a professional. It just wasn't a professional in the football field. It was a professional in the human services field. But it also answered some of my how come and why questions as I was growing up, such as when my Sunday school teacher would always single me out to say, Todd, do you know your Bible verse? My pastor would always ask in Sunday school, at the end of Sunday school, he would always ask us, What's the Bible verse? What did you learn today? And we always had to learn a verse. But out of all the kids in the room, she would always single me out. they to say, Todd, do you know your verse? And she would always say, if you know your verse, everybody else will know their verse because you're going to be a great leader one day. Now, a kid in the sixth grade generally can't comprehend all that, but she was planting a seed. And I think about all the sacrifices that my mother and father made to make sure that I had everything, not only did I I uh, needed, but everything that I wanted um, to make sure that I was in place to succeed in life. And I thought about my math teacher, Mr. Morius, who my senior year, even though he had a family at home, he would stay after school and wait for me after basketball practice so he could help me study for the ACT. People were going above and beyond for me so I can live my dream. But what God was doing in my life was using, those, using other people. You all know God works through people. And he was working through them to help me realize and recognize what my other gift was, which is go back and help others, was to make sacrifices for others, was to give my testimony to others. And so I made the unpopular decision and that's what I decided to do. Um, I said, I'm gonna go the human services field. And boy, he took me through an unbelievable journey. I worked in juvenile justice. I went through mental health. Some of the things you saw in the video, adult corrections, I went through all those things to kind of learn everything I needed to, and it led me up to JCOC. Now, I want to share a quick story with you. So, God makes you uncomfortable when he's trying to grow you personally and spiritually. You know that, right? So, when you're content, sometimes God will shake things up a little bit to kind of grow you, to advance you to where you need to be, to the seat he has reserved for you. And I got to JCOC and I looked at that campus and I looked around and I talked to, the, to, to my predecessor and we, we walked around the campus and I asked questions and in my mind I said, not me. This job is not for me. This is, this is not what, I don't think this is it. And so I left there thinking there's no way I'm taking that job. Too much hard work, just everything I saw just didn't look right. And I didn't have the vision to look beyond that. And so when I went home, you know, I prayed. My wife said, well, just pray on it. Don't make the decision now. Because she asked me when I got home, she said, well, what did you think? I said, well, I'm glad I got a job, you know. And she said, well, just pray on it. And so that night I prayed on it. And I had went back and got my master's uh, previous to that. And so I had been looking for for a new challenge. And the Lord answered me and he said, Everything that you're asking me for is there. You said you wanted a new challenge. You wanted an opportunity to grow professionally and personally. You wanted all these things that you've asked me for. They're all there at JCOC. You just don't like the packages wrapped in. And he humbled me once again. And I knew that this was a job that I needed to take because I didn't want a mistake that some people make. I didn't want to make the mistake that some people make when they see a homeless person on the streets, a homeless man or a homeless woman. What they see is that person, and they feel sorry for them. But God has tasked me to have the vision to see where that person can be versus where they are. And that's what makes the Judeo Christian Outreach Center a unique ministry because we have the ability to see beyond what we see when they first walk in, beyond those circumstances that you saw on the screen. We see beyond that and try to work towards helping them leap into their destiny and also discover what their passion is. What's their passion in life? What's their gifts? And we're helping our individuals discover that. I've been there a little over four years and I like to say I have a front seat to watching God work miracles every day. Last year we we have a dining hall program that provides a variety of services. We actually gave out 85,000 meals last year. Unbelievable. You know, it's hard to even wrap my mind around that. We do a dinner every day of the year. I can look at the calendar now and tell you who's serving dinner on New Year's Eve. That's a blessing that we've been able to help so many people. I had an individual one time say, well, you guys are just serving them food. You know, you're enabling them. I said, no, we're not enabling them. There's four dynamic things that happen at a dinner. The first is it may be the only thing they eat that day. Maybe the only thing they have to eat that day. So that dinner is helping them maintain from one day to the next until they get the services and resources they need. The second thing is, it cultivates a spirit of giving back. You'd be amazed at how many people have came through our program that have came back to volunteer, and we actually have a couple of people on our staff who were former residents in the program. Uh, the third thing is it allows us to educate are the people coming in for dinner with on our services because there's some uh, homeless out there that haven't made the decision to get the help that they need. And part of that is because they don't trust the system. But by them coming in to dinner every day, it gives us an opportunity to build that rapport, build that trust. So when they're ready to make that decision, to come in and get the help they need with their form. And then lastly but not least, it also cultivates uh, um, and renews spiritual foundation amongst our residents and the people we serve. You'd be amazed at how many residents have came to me to say, you know, just a 60 second prayer that you had before dinner, that changed my life. That made me reflect on where I am in life and where I need to be and begin to like get things together. And it also, people who have never had a relationship with God have been able to connect with churches that actually come and serve and help get their lives back on track as well. So jcoc has been awesome we do housing programs we have uh, three different housing programs we have the only emergency shelter a uh, year-long emergency shelter in the city of virginia beach last year we served 266 individuals in our program 266 individuals who were homeless and out of that 266 60 percent were able to move on to permanent housing So we're seeing miracles happen every day. We also have a a program for homeless veterans, uh, for individuals who are disabled. We do a lot of different things as far as uh, housing-focused case management, employment training, anything we can do to knock down a barrier to help our individuals get back on track, leap into their destiny, and discover what their gifts are. Uh, There's one thing that I share with every resident that comes into JCOC, and I tell them, there's a reason that your windshield is bigger than your rearview mirror. There's a reason your windshield is bigger than your rearview mirror. Your windshield represents what's out ahead. It represents your future. It represents the path that, lie, that God has lied for you that he wants you to follow. Your rear view represents all that, those traumatic experiences, those crises that you've had to overcome in your life to get to where you are now. So we want to peek up there every now and again because we want to, We always know how good God is because we look at what he's brought us out of. But we don't want to focus on the rear view too long. We don't want to focus on our past because then we'll crash. It gets us off track of where God is intending for us to be. So a lot of great things happening there at JCOC. We're seeing miracles happen every day. Um, the future of JCOC, one of the visions that God has put on my heart is to rebuild our campus. As I told you, when I first got there, that was one of the things that almost turned me away from the job. But now I understand. He's saying, No, you're the man for the job. I'm expecting you to change things around, not somebody else. And so we're in the infancy stages of rebuilding our campus. And so we're extremely excited about that. And we'll make sure that uh, Spring Branches is, 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 is there every step of the way to kind of hear some of the things that we're doing. We're also Gonna be having, we're going to be celebrating our 30th year anniversary this fall. You hear me? 30 years of doing all of the things that we're doing, changing lives, ministering to people, seeing people change their lives around, and we're extremely excited about that. And on October the 21st, we will have a gala celebrating that. You know, you guys have heard me talk about football. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer, Bruce Smith, will be our keynote speaker that night, so I'm extremely excited about that. Wish I could have played against him, didn't happen. But uh, we're, we're real excited about that. And then also another thing that that uh, another vision that God brought to us and that we're going to be doing is we're going to be facilitating a program called Winter Shelter. A uh, Winter Shelter is a program where churches use their facilities to house homeless individuals during the coldest months of the year. Uh, Volunteers of America has been doing it over the last 25 years. Uh, They recently stepped out of it, and the city awarded JCOC the contract to to do that. And so we're extremely excited about that. That will be starting this fall, and we hope at some point maybe we can connect with Spring Branch to be a part of that as well. We currently have 22 churches on board. They rent a week at a time. We go from October to March to make sure we house as many people as we can and really expand God's kingdom. Because you do realize that when we expand God, King, God's kingdom, it's beyond your, your inner workings, your family, your immediate family, or your friends, or really, or even your workspace. You know, it goes beyond that. His, God's kingdom is much bigger than that. And so I hope that as I share this message with you today, that you think about some of the people in your life that helped you get to where you are now, that helped bless you help you receive some of the blessings you received throughout your life and that you go back and do that for somebody else because God could be, is working through you to help somebody else. So in, in conclusion, I want to thank you. I want to thank spring ranch for being a big part of what we do. You allow us to do what we do. You volunteer, you provide financial donations. And so that's been a blessing to us to be able to serve so many people that we serve in our organization and in our ministry. And I want to close with a Bible verse that um, really, it, it, to me, it, it really leads our ministry and our organization, and it's something in the center of my heart that, um, that leads and guides me every day, It helps me get out of bed, to go to work, to do the things I need to do. And it's Galatians uh, chapter 6, verses 7 through 10, and it reads, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. God bless you all, and thank you so much for your time this morning.
0: Uh, Well, Todd, you got yourself in trouble because – you are a lot shorter than I always am, and so they're going to want you back as a speaker soon because <laughs> they're, they're going to get out a little bit early. But that's great because uh, I'll fill up that time right now. Uh, I learned something today, I learned something about a man's heartbeat, I learned something about a difference maker. Uh, I'm so honored that that we as a church can partner with the JCOC when we take our Community Mission fund. Next Sunday, we're going to give them a big shot in the arm. So please think about that and how we can bless them because it's a tremendous work. I get to go down there several times a year and meet people and talk to people. And, and we go and we serve dinner there several times a year, too, as a church. So it's just a, a real connection for all of us. Also, I learned today that I eat hamburgers with the man who caught passes from John Elway. <laughs> and that's really cool for me. Uh, I'm going to pray for, for Todd right now and for J.C.O.C. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work of a man who gave his heart to you and for what you're doing in him and through him. And we pray that, that he will see the vision that you have given him accomplished. We pray that we can help him to get to that place where we stand back and we say, look at what God has done. Look at how we can really make a difference in people's lives so father guide todd and bless him guide his leadership watch over the the ministries of the jcoc uh, their ministries to the homeless to the people who are are just kind of looking for where do i go next in my life my life has fallen apart Uh, to the to the veterans that they work with father i just lift them up before you everything and always that your holy hands may be upon the jcoc thank you for allowing us to serve the community with them in jesus name amen todd walker everybody